All right. Here we go. There's uh Sorry you're having to sleep so late, some of you folks, till 9 o'clock Eastern Time. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm in Louisiana uh, this morning. Uh, I'm having to start it at 8 o'clock here, but it's 9 o'clock uh, Eastern Time. Normally we'll do it at 8 o'clock Eastern Time. But um, I wanted to talk to you a little bit some more about uh, these God stories. And some of the ways that I learned were through experiences uh, with the Lord. And, uh, of course, back then, you know, in the early 90s, learning these things, these supernatural things, and these ex supernatural experiences back then, you just wouldn't talk about because uh, there really wasn't a grace uh, to be able to talk about them then. Uh, if you talked about some of these supernatural experiences back then it would be a stumbling block and even now you know you've got to be sensitive to uh, know the timings and the seasons of the Lord and when to actually uh, share stories and teachings of the Lord because you could be a stumbling block even though it's true and it's a great experience and it's real revelation if you share it at the wrong time sometimes you can make people stumble and so the Lord would allow me to experience a lot of these things and teach me because uh, first I had to walk in it. And uh, then afterward, he would tell me that I couldn't share it until an appointed time. And uh, <clears throat> so now, these, right now, I'm just excited to be able to share it because uh, a lot of them right now are, are really uh, at the right time for now because people are really hungry for Jesus and and they're really hungry for a real encounter and who, you know, and who he is. They want to know who he is. And, and that's the main thing we need to know is the Lord. And, uh, but I want to read you a couple of scriptures because this one, uh, this story, the way I experienced the Lord, uh, has not happened since then. Uh, and I, I know now because he didn't have to show me this story again, because uh, I learned my lesson, um, and I think forever in my eternal life, even after this, I will still be getting revelations probably from this story, but I almost want to read this, uh, this scripture about, uh, in Colossians uh, 1 verse 24, it says, this is Paul, it says, I now rejoice in my sufferings for you. And fill up in the in my flesh what is lacking in the afflictions of Christ, for the sake of His body, which is the church, of which I became a minister according to the stewardship from God, which was given to uh, to me for you, to fulfill the word of God. For the mysteries, hold on, my computer just went glitchy. To fulfill the word of God, the mystery which has been hidden from ages and from generations, but now has been revealed to the saints. To them God willed to make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. And you've got to remember that Christ in us, the hope of glory. And so I started... Uh, 
studying these things, I'm thinking the hope of glory, you know, Christ in us. And I know that having Christ in your life is really the hope of this world, even the hope of the earth uh, and for his people. But how can we understand that hope that is in people? How can you see it? And I think the only way you can see it is God revealing it to you and understanding uh, really who Jesus is as well. And uh, the way I started learning this is because is the, the Lord told me uh, when he would visit me in my hotel rooms, he, he would tell me, I'm going to come to you. He kept warning me, I'm going to come to you in a different form. You've got to catch me. And, of course, you know, being in the presence of a king, you're thinking, oh, yes, this is going to be great, you know, and you really are thinking that you're smart, and you're going to catch him. You're going to be able to recognize him when he comes. But thank God uh, we've got scripture. There were several people that didn't recognize him when he came. So like Mary, you know, when he appeared to her, she supposed him to be the gardener, and, uh, and evidently he looked different when he came, to, you know, to address Mary. And there's another one in uh, John 21, and I, I, I want to read it as well, because uh, after he was resurrected, he appeared to many, but he appeared to many in so many different forms. Good morning, John. Uh, and I want to read this. It says, After these things, Jesus showed himself again to the disciples at the Sea of Tiberias, and in this way... He showed himself, and Simon Peter uh, says, Simon Peter, Thomas called the twin, Nathaniel of Cana of Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two others of his disciples were together. And Simon said to them, I am going fishing. Of course, that's another revelation. If you really want to see him, you need to get fishing. You know, get out there and really start uh, seeing people, getting uh, people saved and, and ministering to them, loving the world as Jesus loved the world and still does. But he says, they said to him, we are going with you also. So they went out and immediately got in the boat and that night they caught nothing. But when the morning had now come, Jesus stood on the shore, yet the disciples did not know that it was Jesus. Then Jesus said to them, children, have you any food? They answered him, No. And he said to them, Cast the net on the right side of the boat, and you will find some. So they cast the net, and now they were not able to draw it in because of the multitude of fish. And therefore the disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, It is the Lord. And now when the Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on his outer garment and plunged into the sea. But the other disciples came in the little boat, for they were not far off from the land, but about a uh, hundred cubics, dragging the net with the fish. Then as soon as they had come to the land, they saw a fire of coals and fish laid on it and bread. And Jesus said to them, Bring some of the fish which you have just caught. And so Simon Peter went up and dragged the net to the land full of large fish. Boy, he had to be strong to do this. Uh, morning, Kathy. 153 fish, and although there were so many, the net was not broken. And Jesus said to them, come and eat breakfast. And yet none of the disciples, listen to this, none of the disciples asked him, who are you? Knowing that it was the Lord. And Jesus then came and took the bread and gave it to them. 
and likewise the fish. And of course, we know the the other part of that is that uh, you know he ends up talking to Peter, asking him, "Do you love me?" And then Jesus later uh, again appeared to them at one other point and appeared to them while they were sitting at a table and and uh, ended up rebuking them, you know, for their hardness of heart and not believing in the testimony of him being seen that's in uh mark sixteen fourteen, and uh I, I was the same way you know when jesus first started appearing my brain was saying you know this can't be real uh at first i thought i was having an hallucination and uh but later on after a few rebukes you know just him visiting you will rebuke you <laughs> because in our real heart of hearts uh our minds really don't believe that he's alive until he actually shows up. And then uh, I assure you, you will know that he's alive after that. But he appeared to me uh, in a different form, and he kept telling me I was going to have to catch him. And I didn't understand why, first of all, why he appeared in the Bible to, uh, to people uh, in several different forms. Why was he doing that to his disciples? Uh, I can't imagine, you know, looking at Peter, I mean, looking at Jesus and being Peter and having to look at a man that doesn't even look like the Lord uh, physically as he was before and, uh, and and being able to answer him, yes, Lord, you know I love you. When, when a man is sitting there calling you by name and say, Peter, do you love me? But he has a, let's just say he has a white beard and, you know, and short hair, who knows, you know, uh, Peter had to have the eyes, and so did John and the disciples, have the eyes to re be able to see Christ in these different vessels that he appeared in. And I truly believe that the Lord was trying to teach them to be able to recognize him in man, in a different form. And I believe that's the one reason he came to them in, in, in different forms, so that they could start understanding and be able to discern him by the spirit instead of by the flesh and uh and i'm sure they got plenty of teachings on that uh, and they their hearts and our, or their minds was truly offended because uh and not offended in a bad way they it was offended because it would it couldn't just wrap its mind or that real god would show up in a total different form than he did before but thank the Lord he did it because it teaches us to be able to recognize Christ in an earthen vessel. That is Christ in us, the hope of glory. But we've got to start recognizing it in other people. And uh, the way it was shown to me, I went to a church with a friend of mine. They were having an anniversary service and by this time, I'm really looking for the Lord and trying to catch him, you know, when he comes. And, of course, that one time we've talked about, you know, I caught, he, he came to me as a real big man in the back of a dealership, and I missed him. And, and after I missed him, man, I asked the Lord to give me another chance, and he just smiled at me and said, I will, and disappeared. And uh, sure enough, he did. And I'm sitting in this church in an anniversary service on the front row. And, of course, back then I had to wear ties and suits. And I'm not much on that, but uh, I'll wear a coat, but not much a tie if I, if I go to a funeral or something like that. But uh, 
I'll wear a tie if I have to, but most of the time I won't. But anyway, uh, but I'm sitting on the front row with all these pastors, and at that time, you know, I'm just a young buck, and, and I'm assistant to another pastor, and these people are basically under our covering, and it's their anniversary service. Everybody's dressed up and got their hats on, and man, it's just cranking, and the, the band is getting tuned up, and and suddenly, as people were coming in, suddenly I feel what I call the Spirit of Jesus. And uh, it's a different feel. When he's literally there, there's a different atmosphere change even that comes to my own heart. And I know that he's physically in the room. And, uh, and so I start looking around while people are coming into the church. And uh, I'm trying to find him, you know. I'm trying to tune in. Where are you? You know, I know you're here. And uh, I kept glancing behind me and looking at all the people. And, and it was theater-type seating in this church. So you had to kind of look up at the back of the, the doors. <clears throat> and that's the way people came in. And, and I looked back there, and I'm, this man had just walked in. And he had a old, drabby, dirty-looking uh, blue jean coat on and and old you could tell it's almost like he was a came off the street and he had blue jeans on and and as he stepped in he 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 went down the back row and sat at the end of the of the uh the row in the very back up there and just put his head back like that leaned back in the chair and put his head back but i knew that that was the lord don't ask me how I just know that the Holy Spirit unctioned me to tell me that that was the Lord. And, of course, you know, my brain just started going off. My carnal mind, which is Romans 8, 7, it's, it's enmity with God. It can't even stand that type of stuff and anything of God. And uh, my brain started saying, don't you go up there. You know, you're here at an anniversary service, and you need to stay in the cheap seats, you know. And, and uh, <clears throat> I thought... I knew what it felt like to miss him because when I missed him that one time, uh, I can't tell you how terrifying that was um, to really miss your visitation when the Lord shows up is just terrifying. And I don't even know how to describe that, but it was terrifying to me. And uh, I cried even off and on for days when I, after I missed him that one time. And so I, I told myself, I'm not going to miss him this time. And so I got up and uh, I walked in front of the stage, right in front of the stage. And then you had to go up, you know, the aisle toward where he was sitting. And of course, this whole time, you got to understand my brain or my flesh is not liking what I'm doing uh, because, you know, I just don't lean on feelings. I lean on what the Holy Spirit is telling me. Whether, you know, I'm not believing it or not, I'm still going to do it because the Holy Spirit's told me to do it. My carnal mind's not believing in it, but my spirit man is. And because we got to walk by faith, you know, not by sight. In other words, some of these things you're not going to understand. You just have to have to obey the Lord. And, uh, and besides, most of the time when it's really the Lord, most of the time your carnal mind's going to war with you because it just doesn't like the Spirit of God. And so I, 
I started walking up this aisle. And as I was walking up the aisle, that that young man, I'd say he's probably 30. He looked like he was 34, maybe 35, and uh, probably 34. But uh, he had his head back like this, and I started coming up. And I was just watching him the whole time. I kept my eyes on him the whole time as I was going up. And I was pretty serious because I, I was still warring it. Oh, my goodness, I hope this is the Lord. I hope this is the Lord. I hope this is the Lord, you know. But yet, man, the closer I got, the more I could feel him. And so as I was coming up and got a little bit closer, the the young man kind of lifted his head up like this. And when he lifted up his head like this, he winked at me and smiled. But you get a... You get a wink from the Lord, it'll, it'll almost knock you down. Because his eyes, uh, in his eyes, there's just the looks of Jesus is enough for eternity. And for him to wink in a gesture of love, you can feel the power come out of his eyes. Uh, Eyes carry power. That's one of the things he cannot stand is a haughty look because our eyes carry power. The way we look at each other carries power. It releases power out of you in the attitude that you're in. And uh, and I'm sure you guys have uh, had that experience, you know, especially if you're married <laughs> or... You know, sometimes you're not doing well with each other, and man, your wife or your husband can give you that look, you know, and uh, boy, you can feel it. You know that, man, she gave me that look, or he gave me that look, and it made you feel pretty rough. You knew you better get your act in gear, and but just think about that power that you feel, but multiply that, you know, a trillion times in love, and that's the way it felt. My even my knees got weak when he winked at me, you know. And uh, I can't tell you the excitement. As soon as, I, as soon as he did that, man, my brain just fried. And uh, now I'm really believing in it, you know. And I'm so excited. I, I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, this is it. And, uh, and instead of coming down his aisle, I went down in front of him because I was going to look at him right in the face <laughs> And uh, and as I got closer, he leaned up like this and held out his hand. He just held out his hand and watched me come up to him. And uh, he grabbed my, I grabbed his hand. And, and uh, when I grabbed his hand, I can't even tell you. I saw universes. I, ta- I, saw, I even saw beings that I can't even describe today that are in heaven. Uh, all types of things went through my spirit. I uh, saw the throne for just one moment, and it's just like flashes of things because you're, you're literally holding, you know, the creator of the universe in your hand, and, and of course, you're getting an impartation of who he is. And I'm counting the love that he's got. But I could even feel, though, the severity of who he was, which I'm still, you know, all of that, I'm still trying to live and, 
and work out and study. But as I grabbed his hand, I just started to tear up. You know, I'm thinking, man, this is, this is like dying and going to heaven, you know. And uh, he smiled as I had held his hand, and he smiled. He said this to me. He said, you made it. And, man, when he said you made it, I knew what he was saying. Uh, I made it past myself. I made it past that old carnal deathly way of thinking and uh it, it was like he felt proud that i'd made it through that death and believing in him instead of myself that old carnal nature and uh i've learned a lot about that about believing more in him than in my carnal nature and when he said you made it i could no longer truly see the man in the in the uh the suit or the, the blue jean jacket or the or the old blue jeans. I mean, he smelt like the, the I mean, naturally, this man smelt like uh, the streets. He smelt like a homeless guy. And, uh, but when I held on, on to his hands, I could not even smell all of that reekness of, uh, you know, being homeless. Uh, I couldn't even... Uh, my mind wasn't judging the way he was dressed. I could truly see Jesus now because I'd gotten through that, that carnal mind of uh, looking at something in the natural. I was now grabbing hold of the reality of Christ in this man, which was him. He was still came and hid himself in an earthen vessel. And he always does that. He always does that. Um, he will always put his treasures in earthen vessel, but you've got to look past the outer and look on the inward. And if you look on the inward, if you learn to look on the inward instead of the outward, you will start seeing Christ in people. That's our hope, to be able to see Christ in each other. And uh, when once we start seeing that in touching one another and holding one another honoring one another as we're honoring Christ, literally. Love one another as we do, do the Lord. You'll start seeing the Lord instead of the person you've been judging. You know, instead of looking out, looking at him through the, the outward appearance. Because it's easy to look on the outward appearances. And you will always judge. Because the outward appearance is never going to look like uh, what you think Christ is. But if you start seeing Christ within the person, you would even start seeing their outward as beautiful. But we've done the opposite. We're looking at the outward thinking, oh man, they really need to you know, get cleaned up. They've got this, they've got that. But what if we looked on the inward and saw Christ and then you sit on the outward? Man, that's not even, you start thinking that's not even true. That's the same way I thought about this man. I mean, if you saw him, you would judge him. Because he had an outward appearance that did not even come close to looking like God the way that we've been trained. And, but, man, once I got past my thinking, I was able to see him and catch him. So could we catch him in one another? Because we are that body of Christ. And I'm sitting there, and I'm, I'm literally bent over, holding this man's hands, the Lord's hand. And he's talking to me. 
And then can you imagine what that looked like? I've got this suit on and I'm holding a man's hand. I've got tears running down my face and I've got this huge smile on my face. And all I'm doing is listening. I'm not even talking. I'm just listening. Him telling me about some of these revelations that I'm even reading right now. And uh, after he had finished, I'm still holding his hand. I'm just frozen to him, you know. Excuse me, let me get some coffee. But uh, after he finishes, I'm, I'm still stuck to him, you know, just smiling at him. You ever been in love where you just look at each other so much that you just, you don't care what anybody's, you know, what she or he says, you just, you're just sitting there staring at them, just adoring them or just multiply that a hundred, you know, that's the way it was, you know, and, uh, he's finished talking and I'm sitting there holding his hand like an idiot. And I'm sure people were thinking, what in the world is Brad doing? And, uh, he finally gets a little bit awkward because I'm still staring at him. And he smiles at me and he goes, Brad. And I was sitting there looking at him. He said, I said, yes. And I was just staring at him. And he smiled and he goes, you need to go sit down. And he's smiling the whole time, you know. And I said, for what? And he looked at me and he said, because the service is about to start. And, I, and then I, I had to come back to reality. <laughs> and I went, oh. And I'm thinking, I don't want to go to this service. I'm, the service is right there, you know. But yet he is so humble. I can't even describe how much, how humble the Lord is. He'll let our, us do our thing and still come. Because he loves us. Wouldn't we? Wouldn't it be awesome to be able to do His thing, and to be able to honor Him instead of honoring our services? But that's another God story. But uh, so I had to let go because when the Lord tells you to do something, especially face to face, you better be doing it because there's there is a there is an authority on His words, and I knew to let go. And so I let go of his hand and was going to have to walk away from the Lord. And I thought my, I thought my heart was going to tear out of my chest because I had to let go of the very one that gave me life, you know. And it felt like, I mean, I can't tell you the, the pain that I felt just having to leave him and let go of him. It's almost like I had to come back to... Uh, the realm of the earth instead of staying in that in that place of Christ. But that is the place that we're supposed to be dwelling in, that we will dwell in while we're on the earth, and we will bring that atmosphere and that love in this atmosphere, and everyone will be able to walk in all of that atmosphere of the, of the Lord. That's that glory that we talked about earlier. Uh, Christ in us is the hope of glory for this earth. For that to come out and to be revealed and that everyone can walk in Christ Jesus. Man, I had to walk away from this man. And uh, I started back down the aisle. I kept looking and the whole place is almost full. And 
the band starts doing their worship thing. And man, I, I have to admit that after the encounter of the Lord and me having to go back down, down there to the cheap seats, uh, the worship was nothing to me. Jesus was, which that has taught me a big lesson in my life. Even though worship is great, and I think that is, I think that is the way to go in. I think that's a tool to be able to uh, give adoration to the Lord, and because worship is not just for Him, it's a lot for us to get us open, get us past our carnal mind, so that we can get in that realm with Christ. And uh, but right then, man, the worship, man, it it sounded like. I don't know. It sounded like those party horns you <laughs> you blow when you're at a birthday party to me, because it, it just it didn't even come to the measure of what it was to be with the Lord. And man, that's the hunger that we've got to have. Can you imagine having that hunger? I look back now and I think, man, if I had that hunger always living, can you imagine the the type of worship that we would have? And uh, but we're going to get there. We're getting there now. I've seen it. Uh, there's even a place in in, in Dallas uh, uh, called the Upper Room. They're like my kids. They're just wonderful people, and the worship and the hunger there to see Jesus and to be with Jesus is just awesome. But when I got down there, I just had to sit there, and I kept looking back up through the crowd to see if he was actually there. And he was there and stayed there for a good while, probably about, I would say, 30 minutes. And then I looked back and he was gone. Uh, I don't even know. I don't know if he disappeared. I don't know if he, you know, walked out. I, you know, I can, I'm like Paul. I don't even know if I would, if that was there or I was, I, I'd enter into heaven or had heaven come to me. It was so wonderful. Look, look, looking back on it now, it seems like a dream because it was so surreal. But uh, the Lord really taught me something to not look on the outward, but to look on the inward. And ask the Holy Spirit to keep helping me and keep helping me discerning when I see him or helping me to discern Christ in, in people and discern it in one another. And uh, it, it it requires a death because there are so many people, you know, I look on the outward and I go, man, they're, they really need to get right with the Lord. And then the Lord says, really? And then he shows me their inward heart. And man, I'm, I'm undone because uh, we're always thinking, man, they got to be changed. They got to change behavior. But what if their, their heart's right and their heart, they're growing out of the old behavior. And you're already judging them before they even get to that place. You know, you just never know. But uh, the story of that is that is that we've got to start looking on the inside, because the Christ in us is the hope of glory. It's not Christ out of us on the outward. We're looking for Christ to be on the outside of us, but it's Christ in us. Man, if we start looking within people, you'll be surprised what you see. You'll really start loving. But most of the stuff that you see bad about people is that you're looking through the lens that is in you toward that person. 
you're looking through all the 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 issues that you have, you know, and uh, at that person, and so you're seeing blemishes. On, a lot of times, when you see blemishes on people, they're actually reflecting your blemish, which is boy, I mean that is that sometimes can get you uh, delivered pretty quick. But uh, we've got to love the Lord thy God with all our heart and all of our soul and our mind and strength. But we've got to love our neighbor. We've got to love each other the exact same way. Exact same way. But he does want to manifest himself to us, through us, in us. And he wants to manifest himself physically to those that really follow him. And I've got this scripture here because my mind even afterward was wondering if that's real. And uh, I asked the Lord, you know, I'd forgotten this scripture. I said, where, where's this in scripture to where you're manifesting to me? Because man, I was, I was begging him, Lord, there's people going to kill me if I start saying these things because this is the only way I can teach it. And uh, he gave me uh, John 14 uh, verse 20, he says, at that day, you will know that I am in the father and you in me and I in you. He who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me and he who loves me will be loved by my father and I will love him and manifest myself to him. And man, that, that brought so much peace to my mind. Because what I was experiencing was biblical. Not counting all the other times that he appeared is biblical. But uh, the same way he is to then or in this word is the same way he is now. He's that way in heaven. You wouldn't believe. That. I mean, he hasn't changed one bit. He is so awesome. He's still humble in heaven. That's why he's got the throne. The lower you go, the greater the throne. And... Uh, but that's the scripture you ought to keep in your Bible or on your refrigerator, you know. I mean, who wouldn't want Jesus to manifest himself? Can you imagine just walking in his ways in such a way it pulls him into this atmosphere to really show himself, to show you who you're really walking with? Wouldn't that be awesome? And I asked him, is this available for anybody? He said it's available, available for everyone. And uh, that's one of the reasons why he said, I'm letting you experience this because I'm letting you experience what has been available for everybody. And it may be different for you. It may be different for a lot of people than my experiences. I'm hoping, man, because there's so many experiences that we need. We need your experience. We need our friends' experience. We need people that we've never met experience with the Lord because it really, uh, we're all part of the body of Christ. And we need those different revelations of Jesus to put this body back together. So uh, this is just my part. You know, we all see in part, hear in part. But this is the part I, I feel like I understand through this experience. And I know it's just maybe just a little part, you know. You guys probably have all the rest of the parts, you know. Have other experiences better than maybe what I got, you know. And, but we need that. But uh, that's my story. So uh, get after the Lord, you know, keep going after him. 
keep loving him. But uh, if your mind starts getting, you know, judgmental toward people, and uh, even when people enter into your life, one thing I learned sometimes is the people that are actually making me manifest or all this negativity comes up in me is they are making me manifest because that's the Lord appearing in a different form and it's offending me. And I'm the one that's getting offended. I, you know, I'm judging them. And so all this stuff starts coming up and I've caught myself at times when I'm actually manifesting judgment. It's him because he said, be careful. Yet when I come, you not be offended. And man, he has come in several different forms in my life and I've been offended because the, the vessel was not what I thought. Can you imagine thinking, man, you're looking at the Lord and you're saying, Lord, you really need to change. I need to take you to Sozo. You know, I need to get you delivered. But it's you that needs Sozo or maybe deliverance because your judgments are coming up because the Lord's standing there in an earthen vessel and you can't see it. But his radiancy out of them is actually making you manifest religious judgment. So uh, keep going after the Lord. The best thing to do is just don't judge. Just love. If there's any type of greatest judgment you could ever do to the enemy is love. That will judge the enemy. It will destroy him. It's the greatest power in the universe. Because God is love. Let it come out of you. No matter the vessel, there's no you. You won't ever know sometimes who you're loving on. You could be loving on the physical Jesus, and you not even know it. Just like these disciples, they dare not even say if it was the Lord or not. They just knew to love Him. So, love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and all thy soul and mind and strength, and love Him as well because He's your neighbor. Amen. All right. Well, we love you and. Stay safe. Uh, we're praying for you, praying for your children. Man, we need these kids to raise up in this stuff. Man, we need a fiery generation. We need the, the old and the good, you know. All right, guys, thank you for tuning in and uh, hanging out with us. We love you. Uh, keep following us if you want to. Uh, we're going to keep doing this, this until I run out of stories. But hopefully I'll just keep, because I love God's stories. I, I ask the Lord, I want another experience. I want another God's story so I can tell, you know, people about it. So you get them too. All right. We love you. All right. Bye-bye.